Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Exodus chapter 37 Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. Two cubits and a half was its length, a cubit and a half its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. And he overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside, and made a molding of gold around it. And he cast for it four rings of gold for its four feet, two rings on its one side and two rings on its other side. And he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold, and put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark. And he made a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half was its height, and a cubit and a half its breadth. And he made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammer on the two ends of the mercy seat, one cherub on the one end and one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat he made the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces one to another, toward the mercy seat were the faces of the cherubim. He also made the table of acacia wood. Two cubits was its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height, and he overlaid it with pure gold and made a molding of gold around it. And he made a rim around it, a hand breadth wide, and made a molding of gold around the rim. He cast for it four rings of gold and fastened the rings to the four corners at its four legs. Close to the frame were the rings, as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood to carry the table, and overlaid them with gold. And he made the vessels of pure gold that were to be on the table, its plates, and dishes for incense, and its bowls and flagons to which to pour drink offering. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. He made the lampstand of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, and its flowers were of one piece with it. And there were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on the other branch. So for the six branches going out of the lampstand and on the lampstand itself for four cups made like almond blossoms with their calyxes and flowers, and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out. Their calyxes and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole of it was a single piece of hammered work of pure gold. And he made it seven lamps and its tongs and its trays of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils out of a talent of pure gold. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. Its length was a cubit and its breadth was a cubit. It was square and two cubits was its height. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its forms. And he made a molding of gold around it and made two rings of gold on it under its molding. On two opposite sides of it as holders for the poles 
with which to carry it. And he made the poles of acacia wood, and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil also, and a pure fragrance incense blended as by the perfumer. Exodus chapter 38 He made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood. Five cubits was its length, and five cubits its breadth. It was square, and three cubits was its height. He made horns for it on its four corners. Its horns were of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with bronze. And he made all the utensils of the altar, the pots, the shovels, the basins, the forks, and the fire pans. He made all its utensils of bronze, and he made for the altar a grating, a network of bronze under its ledge extending halfway down. He cast four rings on the four corners of the bronze grating as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze, and he put the poles through the rings on the side of the altar to carry it with them. He made it hollow with boards. He made the basin of bronze and its stand of bronze from the mirrors of the ministering women who ministered in the entrance of the tent of meeting. And he made the court. For the south side, the hangings of the court were of fine twined linen, a hundred cubits. Their twenty pillars and their twenty bases were of bronze. For the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the north side, they were hangings of a hundred cubits. Their twenty pillars and their twenty bases were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver, and for the west side were hanging of fifty cubits, their ten pillars and their ten bases, the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver, and for the front of each fifty cubit, the hanging for one side of the gate were fifteen cubits with their three pillars and three bases, and so for the other side, on both sides of the gate of the court were hanging of fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and their three bases. All the hangings around the court were of fine twined linen, and the bases for the pillars were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. The overlaying of their capital was also silver, and all the pillars of the court were filleted with silver, and the screens for the gate of the court was embroidered with needlework and blue and purple and scarlet yarns, and fine twine linen. It was twenty cubits long, and five cubits high in its breadth, corresponding to hangings of the court, and the pillars were four in number. Their four bases were of bronze, their hooks of silver, and the overlaying of their capitals and their fillets of silver, and all the pegs for the tabernacle and for the court all around were of bronze. These are the records of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of testimony, as they were recorded at the commandment of Moses. The responsibility of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest, Bazael, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses, and with him was Oholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, an engraver, and a designer and embroidered in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. All the gold that was used for the work and all the construction of the sanctuary, the gold from the offering was twenty-nine talents and seven hundred and thirty shekels. By the shekel of the sanctuary, 
The silver from those of the congregation who were recorded was a hundred talents and one thousand seven hundred and seventy-five shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. Rebecca, a head, that is, half a shekel by the shekel of the sanctuary for everyone who was listed in the records from twenty years old and upward for six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty men. The hundred talents of silver were for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil. A hundred bases for the hundred talents. A talent a base, and of the 1,775 shekels he made hooks for, the pillars and overlaid their capitals and made fillets for them. The bronze that was offered was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. With it, he made the base for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the bronze altar, and the bronze grating for it and all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the court and the bases of the gate of the court, all the pegs of the tabernacle and all the pegs around the court. The following is the English translation of Pastor Mullen Wu's teaching on the book of Exodus chapters 37 and 38. Translated by David. Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Let's review chapter 37 and 38. These two chapters we probably ignore the most. Seems to be repeated a lot of stuff and without any spiritual revelation. Many people often want to just skip when reading these two chapters. But in fact, these chapters contain a very special spiritual lesson. So let's look at chapter 37. Basalot in Oholidam are very wisely skilled workers. They have made all the things in the outer parts of the ark, and they're about to make the utensils inside of it. This is something to get repeated, of course. And he mentioned there are four wings of gold for his four feet, and they had to put the poles into the wings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark, and to carry the table, to carry the altar. That seems to get repeated of its function. But there are two spiritual revelations. First, in the process of carrying, we need to see that witnesses and testimony must be followed at all times, so God's glory and God's presence can be followed with the dark. It can become God's will and God's guidance and God's testimony in favor, so no matter where we go, we can tell, share, guide, so others can see God's glory working in our lives, just like how the ark is meant to be traveled. This is God's work in us. You can tell people about this good work. So why carry it with poles? So it travels with us. The bread of the presence is God's provision. So my life can make me a provider of others as well. Also, the golden land stamped in oil. So three, during the time of my life, it's being pressed and crushed like the olive oil that's made to be to fill the lamp. My lamp can shine brightly because of it. So it is not hidden and it lights up. Just like Christ's light in me can be shared. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under the basket. But on the lampstand, it gives light to all who are in the house. The act of using the poles to carry the art in the altar is to show is to show us that my life is full of testimonies, and that follows me. So there is another special thing about chapter 37. 
Basilut in O Holy Lamp, both are quite skilled, intelligent, capable craftsmen. So they constructed many of the utensils inside the Ark of the Covenant. Once they are done with their masterful work in the Ark, they will never saw it again or touch it. Once all is done, these go into the Ark. Only the great priest and also God can see can see it. Even the priest can only see it once a year. So the table of bread of the presence in the gold lampstand and all, once they are completed, their work and they will no longer be able to admire and touch their masterpiece at all. So imagine how could an artist feel or would an artist feel if they never get to see or touch their own masterpieces anymore upon completion. So it's a form of offering and sacrifice. As we are serving, we need to tell ourselves that we are only part of the ministries, that I am only this part of the history. So I will try my best to serve so if I'm pastor, I teach, I prophesy, I preach the gospel, and I'm part of it. When I reach another season, I had to choose to pass on the baton. Just like once these two God-chosen craftsmen finished their duties, they moved on. In the history of our service to God, we need to know how I need to hang over the baton and how to guide a person into transition, to step in in my position. I shall, I shall interfere once my duties are released, but I need to make sure this, I shall not interfere to when my duties are released, but I need to make sure that the person will continue to follow God's commanded, what God commanded and carry out the purpose. So God had committed people that he selected to do the, do the job accordingly, same with the priesthood. God had his standard and commends to Aaron and his sons. So let's pray for your serving. Sometimes uh, we have a lot of opinions on, on disappointments, right? We have uh, lots of ideas, especially when we are in charge of a certain area. And sometimes even when we pass the baton, that we still have issues here and there. So even, even the, the, the young ones there, when they are going down the wrong directions and by not saying anything to guide them, that we should not have this kind of attitude that we will should often, if we do this often, we will tarnish God's good work. So if we do not pass the baton and give them a chance to guide and correct them and support them, how could they be intelligent, wise, and capable? So we must have the attitude. We must have the attitude that I can do this ministry to the best that no one else can do better. Then you will be, if you, if you have that kind of attitude, you will greatly offend God. Because you want the next generation to step into your place and even better be better than you. So they can step on our shoulder and serve the Lord. They will fear God more and know him better. So they will be more humble towards God and they will do even better for us than us. So this is our generation of responsibility. The Basolo and O Holy Lamb pass their baton to the next person to take over. Let's look at chapter 38. They are two spiritual principles that we can learn from. From verses 1 to A, He made the basin of the browns and its stand of browns. <clears throat> from the marrows and from the ministering woman who ministers in the entrance of the tent of the meeting, we previously, we previously said that this basin has no size restrictions. 
So these women outside of the tent, they gave out their marrow and melted down, hammered, shattered the pieces and made this basin of bronze. So they basically give out the usage of their marrow to, you know, see themselves every morning and to make this basin. So this basin could be really big. Uh, God knows that everything that we offer is sacrifice and he knows our heart. So even though these women cannot enter the area of the ark, but their devotion and dedication are no less than those who could enter. So what I give today, I want to see what price I paid. So after they offer the browns to make the basin, they never get to see what become of it. I have no strings attached to what I donated. So I heard someone donated monies to church and he or she wanted it back because the pastor has offended him or her. And the church did not, or this church did not use it the way that they wanted to. But not these women. The offering that we make can cleanse to those who serve God. So what we offer to God can be made part of this cleansing basin. It is a favor and offering. Uh, these are glorious. Look at the last few verses of chapter 38, 24 to 25. All the gold that was used for the work in all the construction of the sanctuary, the gold from the offering was 29 talents and 370 shekels. By the shekels of the sanctuary, the silver from those of the congregation who were recorded was a hundred talents and 1,775 shekels by the shekels of the sanctuary. So where are the gold in the tabernacle, you ask? They are inside of the Ark of the Covenant. So you can't see it with the naked eyes from the outside unless you have extra evasion. So what about silver? So they're probably laid down at the bottom of the Ark in this space. So you can probably see the outside of the Ark. Uh, mostly you see it probably just made of bronze. So many more things are made of bronze than gold and silver. Only God and his priests can see the gold, the most precious things that we offer to God. We can only see silver and mostly browns. The most precious things that we do for the kingdom, only God sees it. These golds offered will be recorded and they will remain into the golden land span and the ark and all in our lives. So they are inside the holy of holies. It is like we really admire the worship team on stage and serve up when they're serving and so honoring and glorious that we thought and we admire the preachers on the podiums they have all these people listening to them we feel envious and we also admire pastors teachers the evangelists <clears throat> so many people when they got baptized because of them and they all thank the evangelists thank the pastors and also those prophetic people who prophesy that we admire and we also admire the apostles that will plant churches. But do you know, there are those who serve that you cannot see them. They may be just an intercessor, maybe a giver to help the poor and the widows, and maybe that you privately visited and helped those in need. Very few knew about it, but God knows it. God values all we offer to him, whether or not it's gold, silver, or browns. Some servings or offering only witnessed by God and the priest. That is the goal to God. So don't be envious of those who served on stage. Don't value more of those service that can be seen by others in public. 
gold is what God treasures the most and he puts inside of the Holy of Holies. So we must pray today that my ministry is to serve God in the inner chamber. I wait and intercede inside the inner chamber just to please your heart, God. This is a golden censored ministry, a hidden service. Possibly you serve in the kitchen at the church preparing food for the congregants. Perhaps your ministry is caring for the young toddlers or babies that you care for them so their parents can attend the church services for one and one and a half hours. You feed them, you change your diapers, and you play with them and all. And they don't even know who you are. And even after they grew up, they probably still don't know who you are. And no one know what you did, but God please place a great value in that. Perhaps you interceded for many years and no one knows. And God knows. God values that. He appreciates that. Perhaps you use your most time, your most precious time to serve him in a very delicate ways. You don't even know how precious it is to God. He sees it. He sees it all. So this is the gold as described in chapter 38. It shall be recorded, including silver and bronze. Let's look at verse 29. The bronze that was offered was 70 talents in 2,400 shekels. In essence, please do not compare your own offering to God with others. God recorded them all, no matter big or small. Do not focus on others, what others can see you serve or made, offered. These ministries out of the public sites of the hidden ones are truly valued by God as gold, as golden. So, hallelujah, praise the Lord. This may, this may be that you have interceded and prayed for the leaders at church, or you provided daily needs of the shepherds or pastors that no one know about. Dear family, when we read chapter 38, I was in awe. So Lord, please help me. May you remember the service I always put in, the, the dedication that I put in, the time and the energy that I put in, whether it is gold, silver, or browns, even things others do not know about. May you treasure it, treasure it all. I believe that you will appreciate it. Amen. So dear family, do not skip over chapters 37 and 38. These two chapters are full of spiritual revelations. So we can see the importance of passing the baton to the next generation and receiving the blessings from the older generations and allow the younger generations to stand on our shoulders and press in and progress. There is no size limits on these bronze basins. So the washing basins of the church is related to my dedication. The purification of the church is related to my offer. The purity is serving God is related to my service. My gold is placed in an innermost part and God treasure it and makes it precious. I am deeply satisfied. Dear family, don't just envy the image ministry that's on stage or in front of people. You must admire person who serve in the presence of God rather than in front of the others. That we enter the service of golden sister that it is acceptable and treasured by God. Amen. Dear families, we hope that you enjoy the Bible race as much as we do. If you are willing to volunteer to translate the original Chinese teaching into English or assist with video editing, please email service at 360sunrise.com. Thank you. Mm -hmm.